Your Pet Matters and the Collaborative Vet YouTube and Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Dr. T. Tikiwa, and I have a special guest. Um, I actually cold reached out to her because we, <laughs> we're in the same Angel Network group. Um, and what surprised me, Christina, is is that it was the questions you asked at the Vane meeting that impressed me. And I said, this person knows her stuff, so she'd be great <laughs> on the show. And so that, that's why I reached out to her. So my special guest today is Dr. Dr. Christina Stadler. She's a board-certified veterinary radiologist. She does speaking gigs. She does research. And she's authored many publications. She's also an entrepreneur. She founded two businesses. So she's the founder and CEO of Corridor. And she's the founder and president of Southside Veterinary Imaging. And we'll get into those businesses. I'll let her talk about them because th- that's her gig. And we'll get into those businesses uh, later. But but thanks so much for being on, being on the show, Christina. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so so what I'd love to start with, typically with every guest, is their what I call their origin story. Is, is how did you get into veterinary medicine? And then what sort of life changes or decisions led to you becoming a radiologist? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So I maybe don't have the classic vet med story um, in terms of why I became a vet. So I initially started college and I wanted to be a music teacher. So a little bit of a dynamic shift. Um, and, and my father uh, is an engineer and was really always pushing me to take chemistry and science and things like that. So I had to take some gen recs um, in science and, and like inorganic chemistry. I was really good at and I really, really enjoyed it. And so then I kind of got into being a science nerd and was like, okay, maybe I'll flip the script. Maybe I'll do science. Maybe I'll stay in the teaching realm or whatever. Um, then kind of my junior year of uh, undergrad, I was debating what I was going to do. And I've always liked pets, but like never really thought about that as like the passion in my career. And then the two kind of co- coincided where, I don't know, I was just having conversation with someone one day and they were like, oh, I'm pre-vet. And I was like, I didn't even consider that before. Needless to say. And then they said something to me that really resonated where they're like, oh, it's really tough to get in. Which to me translates into, oh, I should absolutely drop everything I'm doing and apply for this because why not? That seems like really good odds that that little old me will will go to vet school. Uh, Anyway, so I think uh, like like pets, like science, hard to get in. This kind of trifecta came came to be in my early twenties, and um, and I decided to pursue to pursue vet med. so I, I actually, the first year, which is not surprising to anybody, didn't get in in a state school. And I went to Ireland for a year. So I did a first year of vet school in Ireland. And then I came back to, I'm Illinois native outside of Chicago. So um, then I came back and I finished in Illinois. Um, in terms of radiology, um, I had assisted uh, at a clinic before vet school and, and kind of got an idea of, of uh, the general practice life. And although I appreciate it and respect it so much, I was kind of like, I really like the diagnostic end. Like, and so I kind of leaned heavy on that and thought I would, would do some sort of diagnostics, whether or not that was pathology or, or radiology. And, um, happened to be pretty lucky in, in vet school and get a job as an after hours radiology technician and kind of get an in with the radiology group. And, and, uh, and my first uh, radiology mentor, Bob O'Brien, was faculty there at the time. So we started working on some projects and doing research while I was in vet school and just really dug it. Like I, 
I love I love black and white to begin with. Like that's that's where I'm at in my space, and uh, and I love how we can kind of make a story and interpret and help the whole clinical um, pathway of of a pet based on imaging. You know, it's just so cool. I know it's one piece of the puzzle, but I always found it so fascinating that that. Um, my mantra is I'm a clinician first and a radiologist second, but I always thought it's so cool that we could take what we're seeing or what we hear in the clinical exam and the blood work and kind of integrate that into our uh, imaging story and kind of make a nice little puzzle piece for this patient to move forward in their, their diagnostic and therapeutic uh, journey. Wow. A um, couple things resonated with me is like, I'm a musician as well. And I hope yeah. this is what I tell people. And I don't know if you agree. I think the vets are kind of like the cooks of the medicine world because we're going off label. Like we're like the yeah. artists of medicine, right? Yeah. It's like so. I always think that that the vets I know that do very well have this artistic flair, and they have a second yeah. side of them that do things. Um, you know, whether it's it's poetry, music, art, anything. But there's this, there's that other side, the other hemisphere they're utilizing. And I always look at veterinarian, which probably makes us quirky because we're weird scientists, <laughs> you know. Yeah. My brother and my wife are very hardcore scientists and they're very, like I was going to buy my brother a chopping board that does it in centimeter cube because he's so precise that way. And then it's it's like, I'm like, I'm a little pinch of this, little pinch of this. Why don't we try yeah. this drug, right? You know, and I, yeah. I find that that is very, it's very unique to our profession. And I think it it, it solidifies, <laughs> it solidifies a lot of things about veterinarians. The, the second thing is um, your mantra. That's yeah. very intriguing to me. And I'd, I'd love you to describe that more. Um, but before that, let's talk about when you said, listen, it, the, the, it's hard to get in that, that <laughs> drives. So that explains to me that your entrepreneurial spirit, right? Because it's like, yeah. this is what drives you and everything like that. So I, I found that very interesting. So, um, let's talk about your businesses. So sure. your, your, your South Sound Veterinary Imaging is a, a uh, service from I went to the website. So yeah. as I understand it, is you 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 do mobile ultrasound. You have, you, have, you have a crew there, a bunch of vets there, about eight or so, and some technicians. And you're able to do multi, uh, mobile ultrasound. You're able to do teleradiology yep. and um, consults and everything like that. So why don't we talk about that business and then we'll tr uh, sure. segue into corridor because I'm really curious about yeah. that as well. Yeah, so um, South Sound Vet Imaging, um, I founded in 2019 just because I, I live out in the Pacific Northwest. I live kind of south of Seattle, um, hence the name of the company. Um, and there was a really big need for us to kind of help the the clinicians, both in the general practice and the specialty world that, that were, were practicing out here. And, and so... I kind of developed a little side gig uh, while working full time um, as a radiologist in a large specialty clinic, and, uh, and and helped provide some ultrasound services for that. But circle four years now, we've evolved. We certainly do some provide mobile ultrasound services for people in the area. And I do some in-house consulting work as well for for specialty clinics in in the region. Uh, but um, we also now have a grown outside our region teleradiology so i say it's international we have canadians and north americans so i guess it's international um in our teleradiology group and that's really where where we're flourishing and growing now because we're kind of bringing what we had as a a niche uh, group here out to more people that i can't reach on a day-to-day -day locally um and yeah like you said we have about 14 radiologists on team 
Not all of them are Pacific Northwest based. They're all North American trained radiologists and most reside within the states um, kind of coast to coast. Um, but yeah, we have a great team. Um, I love them. I think they're all they're all clinician radiologists, which kind of going circling back to the mantra is huge for me. Like I want to be helpful. Like I think, you know, if, if you go into taking RADs and you have 10 differentials and then your RAD report has those 10 differentials there, you know, like what, what help have we been? Um, you know, sometimes we can't, like sometimes there's limitations and I, I usually like have a little disclosure statement like, hey man, I really want to help, but I can't. Um, but most of the time they're like, we're, we've done this for a long time. We've seen a lot of cases. So anecdotal and, and, you know, knowing what's been published, um, helps us kind of pigeonhole at the top three differentials into. And like, I'm always like, I will die on certain hills. Like I will commit to a diagnosis before, like I, I'm more comfortable committing to a diagnosis or two than like a laundry list of 10. That No, that's awesome because I, I get that with pathology. And I, I yeah. usually tell clients, I go, we're going to get a laundry list of differentials. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I mean, you've got to look at the whole clinical picture. Like, it, yes, th- that is like, if you look at a table in a book, like those are the 20 differentials for this, you know, but if you have, if, especially that's where we lean in really hard on our, on our vet partners. Like if you have given me abnormal blood work and you've given me physical exam findings, duration of time, et cetera, like we can narrow that list pretty well based on what we're seeing with what you've provided, you know? Uh, wait, wait a sec. Do you actually ask for like the, or do you, do you when you talk about blood work stuff, you're asking that that's written in the history or that you actually ask them for the actual results? Um, so written in the history is preferred. I don't want to make a lot of specialists, teleconsultation specialists out there hate me with getting a hundred page reports um, to read over. So uh, cliff notes are preferred just because, you know, efficiency purposes. So like if, if liver enzymes are elevated, like it's nice to know which ones and what their values were and things like that. If you send me your whole, like the two page sheet from your lab printout, I'll scroll through it too. It's just when we get into big, 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 this patient's 19 years old and I have 19 year old stack of paper that that is an unrealistic thing to achieve uh, to, to look through the novel. So so I think all specialists out there like to know clinical, clinically relevant to right now, histories. No, no, I, I, I get it, but that that's awesome. <laughs> it, it inspires me, you know, and uh, pathology classmates of mine would say, write as big as history as you can, right? Yeah. And then we look in the little IDEX box. Well, we don't have much space <laughs> to write this stuff, right? And then we're really bad. Round yeah. vision, right? You know, yeah. two centimeter diameter, left side body, right? You know, the more you can, the, it's, it's an art. And so training the art of history is a meat because there's certainly too much where you can get lost in the weeds, but there's too little where we can't really help you if, you know, if, if coughing or vomiting the history, how long, you know, what's the characteristics, et cetera. And so that's an art. Um, and I think no one has really solved the art of that. And we also understand that it might not be you, the vet putting in the history. Sometimes it's there is somebody in the support staff that may or may not be hearing it from five different telephones, but but that's where you establish a good partnership. So if there's something a little bit odd, you make a note or you 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 know give them a call and say, hey, can you send me something on this? Say, this is a little weird. I just need a little more uh, meat on this. 
No, that's awesome. That is, uh, you know, I'm part of the collaborative um, care coalition, and that is literally that's the essence of what you want to do. You want to partner with the the, the primary, and you want to have the specialty yeah. because it does lead to better better medicine. And I think Agreed. that's awesome. That's an awesome yeah. approach.